welcoming you to the Pantheon. I'm your host, Ray, and today we're looking at Nobody, a 2021 film starring Bob Odenkirk, a man and a person and a character who we didn't suspect would be this great uh, at an action film. He's not a person you would, you would ever picture in this role. Uh, in fact, he spent two years leading up to this movie getting into shape to play the character, to, to pull it off. Uh, it was such an inspiration to the director uh, that the director himself got into shape uh, while making in the film, too. So this is this is something um, to behold in. I mean, of course, uh, Odenkirk had a heart problem shortly thereafter, and that was publicized, but he's, in, he's as far as I know, he's recovered well. You know what? Here's the thing with this movie. Uh, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed message. I enjoyed the film, first and foremost. I want to make sure that's perfectly clear. Uh, but the message of everyday man, the part of his side that he's given up to become uh, a married man, a, a family man, that uh, has made him impotent. Uh, he's, he's less than whole. Uh, the routine, which is kind of like a, a motif, you see the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's a, it's a repetitive grind. It's slowly uh, chewing away and, and breaking him down and killing him slow, slowly. Um, he's his boss is his wife's father. His brother-in-law um, is also potentially to um, to take over the family business, <clears throat> and so he's not uh, he's not going anywhere. He has a certain drive. He wants to take over the family business, uh, but <clears throat> there are certain um, the way his trajectory is. It looks to be like his life is slowly, <clears throat> my voice is going, is slowly going down, and that's unfortunate. Um, but the idea of the family life and the the, um, the routine of the normalcy, it's what's slowly breaking him down, a shell of a human being. That message, it, you know, the lack of masculinity is a very troubling message to give uh, and ha have, because of what it says about the character and of how we look at um people how far back this movie was written and where it is politically um in the in just shortly after the the um, expulsion of trump as president uh that could be a reason for it i don't know uh i'm not look, i'm not going to look too deep into that but some of the ideals and what they write what they have put together i kind of question and i think it's sort of like it's it's a mixed bag and i don't know if that's a very positive i don't think that's I don't think it's not a positive message to have. That being said, the movie's really, really good. Uh, it's it, it really milked purposely. It milked the idea of John Wick. Uh, its poster, its first poster, was an homage, almost like a ripoff John Wick movie uh, poster. Sorry, um, and a lot of the initial trailers and everything about it is very similar to the John Wick uh, design, and it was done purposely because of the popularity of john wick uh, it knew it could get those uh, viewership it would get that kind of fan base aboard to watch this movie so it has something it, it knew going into it that it would gain a, a an audience right away based on how close it was to the john wick universe which is why we are now doing wick wednesdays as we get ready for the john wick uh four movie coming out next year that's coming out next march or, or yeah, I'll leave next March or next May, depending on what happens in uh, in the way of COVID. Hopefully not later. Uh, so we have a whole year of viewing John Wick-esque films, from everything from Equalizer to Mortal Kombat to The Expendables to you know like uh, to various film genres and characteristics and characters study that is sort of like a John Wick type 
uh, killing machine fighters, um, assassins, and action films. So uh, we look forward to really exploring these films uh, every Wednesdays, every Wednesday, sorry, until John Wick Four. So let's begin with the movie review. So they took maybe twenty bucks and an old watch. Mr. Madsen, did you even take a swing? No. Could have taken her, Dad. Heard you had some excitement last night. I wish they'd have picked my place, you know? Why didn't you take him out? I was just trying to keep the damage to a minimum. Yeah, how's that working out for you? You okay? Because you don't look okay. There's a long dormant piece of me that so very badly wants out. Okay, so this movie came out in 2021. Uh, it had four delays because of the pandemic. Uh, it finally got released, depending on where you are, on February 26th or April 1st or April 2nd. But, but basically, it's been a year uh, since it's released, and I'm grateful for us watching it and happy to say that I enjoyed this film immensely. Um, Odenkirk spent, again, spent two years getting to shape to play this role of Hutch, uh, a man who is um, a married man who's who is in his old profession was an auditor uh he worked for the russians similar again to john wick but he actually worked for the government he actually worked for the government and uh, and if you did wrong or if you were if he's an auditor uh, if he comes to see, visit you you were eliminated which again is something similar to john wick if he comes to visit you you were eliminated so there are your similarities with having john wick here and uh he has a set of skills like taken that makes him a unique and dangerous man I've been getting back into the fold. He gets his cuts, he gets his bruises, he gets his stabbings. I mean, this is a guy that's very grounded in terms of visceral reality. I mean, he's not, he's an assassin elite killer, but, you know, he's been so out of it, like, you know, he's rusty. He, so, but as he fights and gets bruised and battered, I mean, it's unlocking uh, his his darker side, his demons coming out. And that's what makes this really interesting to watch. It's a good character study, a socialistic study of what's going on. Uh, Connie Nielsen, who is the queen of Thermoscara, who plays uh, Gal Gadot's mother in Wonder Woman and the Justice League movie. Uh, so she's no slouch. She's played action films. She was in Ice. She was in The Ice Harvest. She was in Gladiator. Uh, she, uh, you know, she's done some roles where uh, she... She understands action. She understands being a very powerful, and strong woman. Uh, so taking a role that's very, 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 very small and not at all have any action is troubling. But she took the role, knowing that it's a very small and throwaway role, but she took the role because it has the potential for being a franchise. And that on her, on her part is brilliant because she can see the dollar values behind that. So good for you. Uh, if this gets picked up for a sequel, uh, because now that her character is more in the loop, uh, you know, it could be the potential for being like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith because she sewed him up. She knew how to sew him up in the movie. So there's something about her, even though she's a real estate, uh, realtor, sorry, you know, and, and again, she's part of this grind of a life where you're is domesticated with a wife and kids and, um, you know, it's this uh, suburban lifestyle and just, it's the repeated grind of work and she's very happy in doing that and at no point in this film do we see her being anything but uh, attached to that lifestyle 
But now that um, this movie's opened up a new side of Hutch, the Bob Odenkirk's character, and they're still a married couple, uh, I can see Connie Nielsen getting more involved. Uh, maybe not so much as like the Mr. and Mrs. Smith type roles, but getting her, having her getting involved with some action sequences, I can see that happening. And the fact that she's able to sew him up and without flinching suggests there's something to it that we don't know yet. So that's kind of exciting. So there are things in this movie that it's, you know, that they can explore in the sequels. Uh, the, I don't know if I mentioned this. The it's produced by uh, David Leach, who is the producer of John Wick. It's, di it's directed by uh, Ilya Nalshuler. He is the director of Hardcore Henry. Uh, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of his films, but in the films that he's done that I've seen, he's a visionary director. Like all his films that I've seen so far, which is not a lot. Most of his films are, are overseas and I don't have access to, I don't say, I don't have access to see all of his movies, but Ilya Nalshuler, if you can see his movies hit, you know, especially in the last five or six years, uh, he's really grossed, uh, amassed, uh, a, an interesting collection of filmography. And um, he, he's one of the few cutting edge or, uh, or talented visionary directors or just auteur directors, if you will. Uh, now, of course, this wasn't written by him. It was written by Daniel Kolstad, a man who wrote John Wick. He's actually the creator of that John Wick universe. Um, he wrote the original one uh, and the screenplay for the second one. And the characters that it's based on is uh, in number three. So I don't think he, he didn't really write three, and he didn't. Really, he's not reading. He's not really writing number four. Uh, but his characters of John Wick are in three and four. And when John Wick four comes out. We are definitely going to be reviewing that to close off our Wick Wednesdays series. But until then, we're going to be reviewing all kinds of cool stuff like Mortal Kombat, Expendables, uh, Atomic Blonde, the Equalizer films, like just a bunch of really cool and strong action films that has some have messages, some are just over the top, but they're all on the concept of having like a, a killing machine or a, a person or entity or group who are skilled, with a set of skills like taken that can really do damage to you. And that's the idea of the Wick Wednesdays. Um, uh, let's get into the email bag. Buford, mailbag song, hit it! Letters. I get letters. So many letters. I have one from uh, Raul, and he writes, a throwback to action movies, fun and violent. It carries on the legacy that John Wick has established in recent years. It was a good experience. Another one is from Cass. And Cass writes, what can I say? It's a brilliant action movie. Of course, it's similar to John Wick, but it's a fabulous movie in its own right. Bob Odenkirk is great. Who would have thought this unassuming man could be that dangerous? And last but not least, I have one from Kristen. And Kristen writes, Kristen G. And she writes, great action. Bob Odenkirk's character, Hutch, was a great, likable character. That's absolutely true. He spent two years getting, getting into shape and actually doing, he did most of his own stunts. Uh, and so, it, and just the choreography of the violence and just doing it all is a testament to this man. Like this, because like, he's not, like this is not, this is better call Sal. This is, you know, this is not a guy who even fits that mold. So it's, it's what makes this movie so remarkable. Uh, and Odenkirk really devoted and put the time in and it really shows. Uh, it's worth a watch. Um, yes, there's undertones of, you know, stripping away masculinity and what that means and, and their approach to it. It means, you know, whether you're a person who's in the gun violence or the gun control issues or whatever it is, which is kind of negative. Uh, if, if there's a political aspect to it that you're looking at it, uh, I wish you wouldn't, it's not, it shouldn't be important. 
and they hopefully should um, make this a fun movie and, and not be political. The overreaching uh, message of this is that he's only he was only half a human being. He has to have embrace his yin and yang. Basically, he has to have his good and his bad side, his peaceful side and his chaos side to, to become one, to become a whole person, you know, and, and and find a balance in his own life to be um, to be happy, to be whole. And if so, if that is the mentality of how you're looking at this, then the movie is succeeded in doing that. It's just that um, when he was being uh, the domesticated person who's found balance, uh, he's found a life of being in the, the the routine of the everyday where they have the, the the motif of like monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday thursday he's throwing out the garbage and every thursday he misses the garbage truck you know he just pull-ups he's impotent uh with his, with his sex life so like there are things in it that's every the grind is over and over and over again and then of course the, the his darker side makes him more um potent more um more alive more more whole the, yeah, those are the, the messages that are, that are negative. Those are the things it, of what it portrays of what is acceptable, what it portrays of what's normal, what it portrays how to be a man. Uh, these are mixed messages that are not positive. It's actually negative. Uh, it can be harmful. The moral ambiguity of it, it's sort of like, I don't know how to... Um, um, I can't even defend it because it's, it's just sort of wrong. Uh, but... As an action movie, I enjoyed it. And the themes of the action movie is fine. And coming into his own is sort of fine. Um, and then just the sequences. Sequences and it being so close to John Wick. And, and if you're missing the John Wick-esque life uh, or, um, vibe, this movie kind of gives you an added little... This helps you get ready for the John Wick movie, the, the train that's coming your way. And I, I like that. I mean, I really do like that. And um, But yeah, it is a mixed message bag. So if you can shut off your brain over the messages on it and just like enjoy the ride, the movie's the movie is is aces in my book. But there are things wrong with it. But that being said, if this becomes a franchise or a sequel, uh, I do hope to see Connie Nielsen getting involved with it. I do like to explore the world of John uh, of Hutch, uh, Bob Odenkirk's character, Bob Odenkirk's character, and in the world around him. Uh, and how he's and his family, uh, because Riza and Christopher Lloyd, uh, they were amazing. They're introduced late in the movie, which makes me kind of hope for a sequel down the road. Um, now, Riza only had like four days of shooting, and according to Ilya Nalshuler, is was well, no slouch. I mean, he loves action movies. He loves martial arts, Chinese uh, martial theaters. Um, he directed an episode of Iron Fist. Um, he done, you know, he's part of the Wu Tang Clan. He directed and wrote the Man with the Iron Fist. Uh, yeah, the Man with the Iron Fist movies. Um, he understands the martial arts. He understands action movies. He has a very vast knowledge of it. Christopher Lloyd is amazing in this film. Um, he had IBS uh, in the. And he didn't know he was going to be doing this movie at all while shooting this. Uh, but he's a trooper. And uh, there's a lot about this movie that's interesting. Uh, I, I wish I, I haven't had time to listen, to listen to the commentary. I heard they made the commentary about six months uh, before the release of the movie. So they don't know. They didn't know uh, how the movie was going to um, be interpreted. Like when it, once it gets released on in theatrical release or how it was going to be received. 
or or the box office box office numbers. It's my my understanding. But I would love to hear the commentary uh, from both the director and the star of this movie because Odenkirk. Uh, well, the idea was birthed from Odenkirk initially. Uh, he 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 was uh, he had a, a break in into his house. He was able to trap the thieves, or the, I think it was two burglars. He was able to trap them in his basement, and he called the cops. And in, while and while waiting for the cops, he thought about ways like, you know, what could I have done differently? You know, how could I have prevented this, or could I could I have stood up against these guys? And that's what gave birth to the idea of this film. And when Daniel Kolstad, who is the writer of the John Wick movies, uh, he was very open uh, to taking ideas from Odenkirk and from Ilya Nalschuler. And Nalschuler, who's done, which I mentioned at the top, he did Hardcore Henry. So he's, again, a, a visionary director. And Kolstad, who, who created John Wick and the characters of John Wick, uh, he was extremely open to taking suggestions to help perfect the movie to work with Odenkirk to make sure that uh, it works around his abilities. And of course, Odenkirk, Odenkirk put in the time, two years of his life was dedicated like daily to get ready for this role. And uh, so this, everything is called Serpent Serendipitous was all catered to get to this one point. And uh, the efforts is seen on the screen. And when Riza, Riza, so when Riza and Christopher Lloyd really get onto the screen or, or, or show up, they really just show up and they give it them all, give it their all. And uh, this movie, because of the efforts and of all the stages that go into this, it sets like the first John Wick. You know, there's going to be a sequel. Like, you just feel it. It deserves to be a sequel, and I really look forward to seeing it. So, on that note, I'm Ray. We'll see you next time. Take care. For 12 years, I worked for some very dangerous people. Everybody get to the basement. What is happening? Don't call 911. I used to be what they call an auditor. The last guy anyone wants to see at their door. Because it meant you didn't have long to live. But I left it behind to start a family. Hey! Hey! I might have, uh overcorrected.